Hello and welcome to the Heavy Pages podcast, a safe space for women struggling with an unexpected and unwanted separation or divorce. I'm Josie, your host, and I too have been where you are. It was a crushing time in my life, and to help me cope, I kept a journal. Today, I'm cracking that journal open to share with you those raw, emotional, and sometimes pretty embarrassing chronicles, and also to take a deep dive, sharing my current perspective on them, now that I'm on the lighter side. My mission is to give you support, validation, and encouragement during these difficult times, and to offer you tips, tools, and build up your strength so that you can push through the heavy pages of your own life. everybody. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to my story. I hope that it has been interesting, motivating, lethargic. Is that right? Lethargic? No, I think that's when you're um, feeling (laughs) like you had too much sun and you're feeling lethargic. So scratch that. There's a word and you probably know what that word is and you probably know what I meant. But anyway, I hope that Everyone that's listening is doing well and moving onward and upward as best as possible during these crazy, crazy times. So I know you're all here to listen to my next journal entry. And I guess, like always, I'll get to it. And from there, we can discuss. Today's journal entry is for Monday, March 22nd, and here it goes. Okay, so today has been a pretty emotional day for me. I woke up early, and I read over this journal. It made me feel a little better. Not great, but better. I also went to school and worked out. So Guy has our boy today, and I got a bit mad at him early in the day because... The boy seemed to be having a hard time over there, and Guy didn't seem to be helping him feel better. But later, I got over it, and things seemed to go better. So anyway, we talked a bit while he came to drop off our son. He hugged me and stuff. I just do not know what is going on in his mind. I told him about the session, when and where and what time it was, and he said he still did not know if he was going. I'm going to assume he is not going, and that is okay by me because I can talk to the therapist and see what he has to say to me about all of this guy stuff. I just need to deal with all the questions, and the retreat is my last hope, and if not a hope, then at least it will be a time for me to be able to talk and talk and talk about this issue because that is all there will be there to do. And so I should come out of there with a clear answer to our situation. It does suck that it's pretty much four weeks away. Okay, 26 days away. So what I need to do is spend that time working on myself. If I do the three-day diet and lose eight pounds each time and do it once every week, then by then I should have lost another 32 pounds. That would be pretty darn good. I would be at 157, and that is close to what I was when I got pregnant with my son. So that is one goal I have, and I must say that if my body is not enough to get him back, well, it will be enough for me to feel super good about myself and maybe be a few steps closer to sending him on his way. 
I can also spend some time with our son doing fun stuff. Like next weekend, I have some fun plans for us. I think he will have a good time. So what I need to do is not talk to Guy, only the minimum, stuff about the boy. If he calls and it's a time when our son is at school, then I need to let him leave a message and I will check it later and email him a response. I think for my mental health, that is the best thing to do. I feel a bit better now. I was getting sad and a bit upset, but that's okay. I just stopped talking to him. I can do that and let the time go by and do things for myself during that time. And I can have a good improvement of myself and my son, if nothing else. The end. Okay, so interesting. Yes, I was sad. Yes, reading through the journal made me feel better. Good. And I can see that because if we look back at other entries, I do a lot of self-talk, a lot of positive talk. So I can see that when I read back my words, there's a lot of encouragement there. I'm encouraging myself. I'm telling myself, you can do this and it's not so bad. So it was definitely doing its job as some sort of therapy. So that's good. Yes, let's address the three-day diet. I don't know if you guys have ever, I'm sure many of you have tried or seen this three-day diet, right? It's like half a banana and a cup of vanilla ice cream, black coffee and toast with butter. I, I can't remember, but I know that those were some of the staples. And you were supposed to lose like some incredible amount of weight super fast. And I know that those numbers that I just listed was ridiculous, like eight pounds a week. I don't even know if that's humanly possible. But, you know, I was trying to do something. Uh, that's good. I was trying to motivate myself. That's good. And if I read correctly, it said more weight, which means that I had already been losing something. So that's good. It's funny that I comment, well, if my body won't take him back, like how sad is that? I know plenty of us have been there and I know we're like, well, you know, I'm going to get sexy and then he'll want me. And that's not why he should want you. That's not. That's wrong. But it is how society is. And sure, yeah, okay. It doesn't hurt to look good for your man. I am not saying that you shouldn't. Absolutely, you should look good for him. Feel good for him. But not for him. You should do all of these things for yourself. And then that's when they'll appreciate it more. Because when you feel good for you, you feel good for everybody. When you look good for you, you look good for everybody. If you're doing it for somebody else, the motivation is wrong. So I'm glad that I did say, well, if he doesn't want it, then I'm going to be building my own self-esteem anyway, so it won't matter if he wants it because I'm going to feel good. And I'm glad that I recognized that. Yes, trying to catch him by losing weight. And I have seen recently where people are like, why didn't you lose the weight before? Why didn't you lose the weight while you were with him? Why do you have to wait till... I'm sorry, I'm doing a really annoying voice, but <laughs> that's one of those arguments that I do see a lot of people making. And well, I can explain why I didn't. And I know why I didn't because I was not happy. It was a symptom of my misery in the relationship. And I still at that point didn't really get it. 
I thought, yeah, maybe I'm just being lazy. I got comfortable in my relationship and whatever, but I know that it was not that. I know that it really was a defense mechanism. The uglier and fatter I am, the easier it is to reject some of these ideas of threesomes and swinging and and stuff like that. And if I feel ugly and I feel gross and he thinks that I am not looking my best, he's not going to want to, this is probably an ugly way of saying it, but offer me up to other people, you know? So that's basically where I was with that. And of course, then we're breaking up and I'm like, oh my God, I don't want to break up. Let me look better so that we don't break up. But, you know, I wasn't tying the two together at that time. And I was able to do some weight loss, sure, because of the depression, not as much as I would have liked. You know, a lot of people get depressed and get like, the pounds just fly off. That was not me, unfortunately. But uh, that's okay, because then I had to put in the effort and I earned it. So it even seems more valuable to me that I actually had to put the effort in to lose the weight. Um, What else are we talking about? The therapist. Yes, again, we're still counting on him going to therapy. Will he or won't he? And he was a flip-flopper. He wouldn't decide. He wouldn't say yes. He wouldn't give me a definite answer. And I just kept hoping, but expecting one way or the other. And you know what? I say that a lot. Well, I'm just going to assume he's not. I'm just going to assume he's not. I think that was a very good, I guess, defense mechanism on my part. I don't know if I really believed it, but I think I was fairly honest in the journal. So if I was saying, I'm going to assume he's not, I was really telling myself, assume he's not, not just trying to BS myself. Because I don't know why that would, well, I don't know why I would do that because it would be counterproductive to lie in my own journal to myself. So I don't think that I was doing that. But uh, yes, the retreat, I was still counting on the retreat, but it was 26 days away. And so much changed hourly in that time that I knew 26 days was like a lifetime away and who knows what was going to happen in 26 days. So it was so hard to hold on to that goal, that that uh, not dream, but just knowing this is happening in 26 days, it just seemed like a lifetime away and so much was going to happen between then that it was hard to count on that. But yes, I I was thinking that it was going to be a weekend immersed in a weekend talking and talking about your problems nonstop. And so out of that, something should come. Either you're just so sick of it that you're like, forget it, we're done. Or you're drilled back together again. Who knows? Um, But you will find out in a future journal entry, how that whole thing worked out. So what else did we mention? My son. Yes, my poor boy. He didn't struggle too much, but I mean, I I don't remember what the struggle was on here because he, I didn't go into detail, but I know that my ex was not great at bonding with my son. So If he would take him, which he would take him when it was his turn for the most part, but I'm sure we'll get more details on that in future journal entries. But he took him and then, you know, here, come to the apartment, watch TV or go watch me do salsa dancing. So it wasn't like he really just made it their time. 
he just took him to his place and then they were together, but they weren't really trying to do fun things together, which is unfortunate, but I couldn't control that. Did I want to? We all know I'm a control freak. So yes, I probably did, but I didn't. But then the thing is that my son would reach out to me and, you know, he would tell me something. I wouldn't ask, but if he wrote, hey, you know, mom, I'm here, bored, whatever, or I'm not doing it, or I'm here watching TV and my dad is on the computer, whatever. If he reached out to me, then I would go full on mama bear, you know, helicopter mom, mama bear, just, hey, pay attention to your child. And I would kind of go a little cuckoo. But it seems like that worked out. So I let it go. And that's a good thing. It didn't turn into a major drama. I go back again to say, let's, you know, keep communication to a minimum. Apparently, that really is the way to go. The less you talk to them, the less you try to feed, the less you try to see what's going on with them or be involved. It's the easiest way to separate yourself when you're going through a breakup. Trying to be all up in their business and, oh, let's chit-chat like we're friends. That can't happen. You know, yes, you can be friends with an ex. I believe that you can. I don't think you can be best friends with an ex. Uh, rarely. I'm not saying never, but rarely. But I don't think that right after a relationship is ending that you can say, okay, let's just be friends now. No, no, because you're in two different wavelengths, right? The person, I say the dumper and the dumpy, and that's probably going to come up later in um, the journal. But the dumper you know, has some guilt and whatever, but they've worked through their feelings. The dumpy is feeling rejected, hurt, and their friendship is probably with the ulterior motive of still maybe trying to get the person back or whatever. And so they're on two different paths and you can't just be friends then because everything that you hear from them, you, you turn it into something else. You need to cut communication and stop being friendly or chit-chatty, you don't have to be rude, but stop the chit-chat, keep it business. And then once everybody's healed and whatever, you can be friendly, but you can't do it in the beginning. It's just, it's not healthy. It doesn't help the situation. And uh, that's my opinion. Some people can make it happen. I'm just saying probably more than often than not, you need to, to just keep it business for a few months. Okay, uh, I think I covered this journal entry as best I could. I would love to hear your opinions, thoughts, or comments on anything that you read or that you would like to ask more questions about. I'm an open book or haha, an open journal. I'd like to hear if you feel like you can relate to what's happening in my story. If some of this is reminding you of things that have happened in your breakup or things that are happening now in your breakup or concerns that you feel might be coming if you're thinking about uh, going through a separation divorce or you think your spouse is. So I'm happy to hear from anybody and everybody. I love feedback. So thanks a lot. And I look forward to catching you on the next one. And with that, we'll be wrapping up this week's episode. As always, I appreciate you taking some time out of your day to listen to my podcast. I know you have many other options to choose from. 
If you would like to join a community of women to discuss further details of the episodes and to reach out to me, you can find a link to our Facebook group in the show notes. If you just want to drop me a quick note, you can do so at www.heavypagespodcast.com. And if you enjoy listening to this podcast and haven't done so yet, I would appreciate if you would rate subscribe and maybe share with others and please remember that sometimes the pages of life can be heavy but you don't have to turn them alone i'll see you next week (laughs) 